You're listening to the Diary Discoveries podcast brought to you by Sally'sDiaries.com. Now here's your hosts, Sally Ivey and Jeff Richards. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This will be Violet's September entries from her diary. And I get a little bit verklumped when I say that. And that's because we've been through eight months of her diary. And I know the end's coming soon, and I don't want it to, but this has been such fun. Oh, in many ways. Yes. And so we've got a lot more coming. I mean, this definitely is not the end of what happens to Violet. Well, yeah, there's a lot more to come for sure. (laughs) But like you said, Jeff, you've said a couple times how this year in her life, there's so many things that have happened. I mean, if these kinds of things had happened in my life, in one short year, in a short eight months. Eight months. I need a lot of blood and sands and red snappers. <laughs> Both. Both at <laughs> the same time. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it has been interesting. And, you know, as we've gone through the diary, one of the neat things that's happened is that some of you have written to us about things you have noticed. And we really appreciate that because we don't notice everything, you know, and One of the things was about the dance festival, and Bridget from Oregon sent us a email about the dance festival. And And this took place? In July. Mm -hmm. Yeah, July 12th. uh, Violet wrote that had to get out of house. Kay and I went to dance festival at the college. Had splendid time. Forgot about Vic and problems at home until I got back, that is. And this is what I want to say. It's almost like, remember when we used to keep checkbooks, you know, and you'd have your register and you couldn't find out where that seven cents was or whatever. And then somebody else comes along and it's right there in front of you. There are clues in this diary that are still in there, I believe. And we've been searching it and searching it and researching. And so this one, I just read right over it and didn't even think a thing of it until I got Bridget's email. Right. It turns out that this dance festival is a big deal. And it had to do with modern dance. And so we found out a little bit of information and we'll give you a a little nutshell history on this Bennington Dance Festival. So as it turns out, July 12th, 1934 was actually the very first year of this Bennington Dance Festival. It was held at Bennington College, a small liberal arts college for women in Vermont, Bennington's influence on the fledgling art of modern dance in America was huge. By having it under the umbrella of an academic institution, it provided legitimacy to modern dance and became a training ground, laboratory, and production center for dance artists. We found this information on a website, ncdancefestival.wordpress.com. So North Carolina now, I believe, is where this dance festival has moved to. So it was a big deal. Started off in 1934, the year that Violet went. 1934, what a year to live in. I mean, we talked about it in the beginning with everything that happened. Elliot talked about it, you know, Mm -hmm. the year of Dillinger. And now we look at this dance festival, and it was pivotal, this moment in time for modern dance. Yeah. And who were some of the people who began it? Well, it says the school was founded by Martha Hill, a dance professor, and Mary Josephine Shelley, a physical education teacher at Columbia University's Teachers College. 
Martha Hill taught her students, mainly dance teachers at the beginning, how to teach dance technique and composition by encouraging them to dance and compose. So, yeah, the kind of the beginning of modern dance. Yeah, and if you don't know Martha Hill or much about her, which I didn't, she was born December 1st, 1900, died in 1995, but she was one of the most influential American dance instructors in history. She was the first director of the dance at the Juilliard School and held that position for almost 35 years. And she started the dance festival at Bennington right. College. So Bennington School of Dance, it says that it went from 1934 to 1942 in Bennington. And dance instructors came in. And some of them had their own companies, and they would teach, teach other students, and they would use their company as examples, but they also gave public performances. So I did find an article in the New York Times in 1936 about the dance festival, and apparently they had to schedule more public performances because it became so popular. And one year, many people came and had to be turned away. They just couldn't see them. And they had traveled great distances, it said. So they incorporated more public performance for the fans. And one of those people in the audience was Violet. Yes, she and was Kay. there. Violet and Kay. Yeah. And then one of the instructors was Martha Graham. And I knew who Martha Graham was. I mean, she is also incredibly famous. She was an American modern dancer and choreographer. It says her style, the Graham technique, reshaped American dance and is still taught worldwide. Martha Graham danced and taught for over 70 years. These two Marthas. And so I'm going to, I looked them up and then I put in images. Oh my goodness, some of the images of them dancing, they are spectacular. And so we'll put some of those on my website, sallysdiaries.com, under the page of Violet and Vic. Right. And I'll just finish with one last little paragraph regarding this. And again, this is off the same website, ncdancefestival.wordpress.com. Bennington was important in the history of modern dance. It helped to win legitimacy to the art form as an American art and made it seem appropriate for study in higher education. Critics began writing about the dance form more seriously, and artists were nurtured and provided with a place to work and experiment. Bennington made it possible for future training grounds for dance artists in America and made colleges more likely to partner with dancers and choreographers. Even after the project officially ended in 1942, its legacy still lived on. The school became the American Dance Festival, and it moved to Connecticut College in 1948 due to the diligence of Martha Hill and the work of other founding members. So thank you, Bridget. Oh, for thank bringing, you. Yeah. yeah. Bringing that to our attention. Well, also, this points out another reason to read diaries. Bennington, I never knew hardly anything about Bennington, mm-hmm. Vermont. It has so much to offer, and there is so much history in that incredible town, and this is just only a piece of it. I never knew so much about dance. <laughs> well, let's go learn some dance moves or something. Well, remember the vaudeville one we did, the podcast, and we learned about oh. tap dancing in there, about how that became a popular form and the diary that you had. Actually, it was the autograph book and with all the performers that had signed the Fords. Yes. Yes. They were instrumental in tap dancing. Good. So, a good podcast to go listen to. Goodness gracious, what do I know about dance now? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and he's sitting here in a tutu. <laughs> Don't tell him. Well, moving on from dance, now let's talk about guns. 
money, detectives, cops. We got it all. We do. A guy with coming to the door with a scar under his nose and a cro- no, a crooked <laughs> nose and a scar under his eye. I mean, <laughs> Violet's world is full. Very much so. Well, fall is beginning in Bennington, Vermont, so let's get back to Violet's Diary. Saturday, September 1st. Went to see Mrs. A. Got apartment larger than my old one. Told her I would be moving in this week. Rent is higher, $25 a month. Now to get my old job back. Sunday, September 2nd. Kay helped me move personal items over. B and T have started to clean it up, painted bedroom and hung curtains. I feel wonderful, but nervous. What will Vic do when he comes home? I have to stay strong. Monday, September 3rd. Started packing at house. Left Vic note along with ring and birthday gift. He'll come looking for me, but I have friends and police will check on me. Detective D says he will have a car to watch apartment, and if Vic is spotted, they will nab him before he gets in. Tuesday, September 4th. Mrs. A will install buzzer system to help keep me safe. No one will get in unless I buzz them in. She is a swell lady. I have friends who care and love me. Such happiness I feel today. Wednesday, September 5th. Detective D came to house to look around. Asked me what was in the note I left for Vic. I showed him as I have nothing to hide. Oops, I forgot about the hidden money. Vic knows, and I will let him take it when he gets back. Violet is fortunate that Mrs. A has another apartment for her to rent. That's convenient. It is, and Detective D's being a very good detective, gentleman, whatever, because he says he's going to have a car parked outside of the apartment in case... Vic comes back? Yeah, well, she's concerned. I would be too. Anybody would. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's definitely concerns for her own safety. But then there's September 5th. Yeah. Asked me what was in the note I left for Vic. I showed him as I have nothing to hide. Oops, I forgot about the hidden money. Vic knows, and I will let him take it when he gets back. Violet, did you really forget about the hidden money? Boy, she's got motivations to keep quiet about that. Yeah, she does. You know, if Vic or some of his fellow garbage men come and look for the money and it's not there, that could be bad news. So you're saying she possibly is keeping it and not giving it to the police just so she has kind of leverage in case Vic comes back for it. Well, that she has it. I don't know what leverage she'll have because he might just decide to do away with her. Yeah. You know, anyway, or somebody else will. If somebody brings $100,000, think about this. Somebody did it. Somebody knows about it. Those people are ruthless. One of them could tell another, hey, I made that delivery. Well, what do you think? Is it still there? You know, 
anybody could come for it at and any time. And it's not like it's $100,000 in today's money again. That's a lot of money back Huge then. Huge amount. Nothing that just like, here's five bucks. Oops, I forgot about the five bucks. It's like, what we say? $1.8 million. It's over $2 million now. Oh, my frame of mind went to, oops, I forgot about the money. <laughs> you know, in right. a way like, I think she's holding on to it for a lot of reasons. She could be. Yeah. Yeah. But she's definitely wanting him to have it. That's what I read into there. But again, we were going to talk about $100,000. Remember how oh, yes, he yes. told her. <clears throat> back I in took, July, wasn't it? It yeah, was a few months back. About where that came from. And I took it out of the bank for the house so we could renovate the house. That's an awful lot of money in 1934. And would you have it in a bank with banks failing? Mm-hmm. It might not have been a safe place. So it's kind of a fib to begin with. And of course, he's been lying to her all along. Exactly. That's a really good point, too. Because, and he said he saved it for renovations. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Renovate What a are you going to do? Build a couple houses? Maybe a onto pool? that one? <laughs> yeah. Ice rink out back? <laughs> exactly. So we thought that also was a good thing to mention. So for sure. We still have the hidden money. Hidden money and cops. What about guns? Is that coming up? Let's get back into it. Thursday, September 6th. Police found secret panel. Took guns out and asked me if Vic had any more hiding places. Told them Vic spent a lot of time in attic. Found papers showing names, dates, and gambling amounts that will seal his fate. Tuesday, September 11th. S gave birth to twins today. She named them Stefan and Stephanie. All doing well and healthy. F is proud as punch. Wednesday, September 12th, Detective D stopped to tell me the papers Vic had gave evidence that he was responsible for three murders in New York City and Chicago. Vic's still not back. So the police found the secret panel and took guns out and she was asked if Vic had any more hiding places. She said it was up in the attic and it, it doesn't really say if they found the papers and stuff up there in the attic. But wasn't there a bag up there that's empty right now? I don't know. I mean, she could have moved the bag. But if the bag was up there and she put the money in her, this is the detective me going through this, by the way. And she puts the money in her bedroom in the floorboards or the baseboard. Behind the baseboard, yeah. yeah. The detectives might be a little bit curious about, you know, okay, Violet, was there any more things? We found this empty bag or whatever. I don't know. Just something to think about. Oh, for sure. And the information that they found in the papers, dates with gambling amounts, names, sealing his fate. Oh. And then the big news, three murders in New York and Chicago. Chicago. Who was murdered yeah, in Chicago? Let's see. Somebody was murdered in Chicago. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Meanwhile, already. Vic is still out of town. I'd be fooling myself if I laughed. I'd be fooling myself Cause I knew how much I care I'd be telling a lie What a terrible lie Friday, September 14th Kay said we should have stayed at house together With both of us, we could afford to keep it up But I just cannot live there with Vic around 
I would not feel safe. Saturday, September 15th. This is supposed to be my wedding day. How things change. Monday, September 17th. Went to hospital to ask for job back. They will take me on part-time for now. No full-time until mid-November. At least I will have money of my own again. Wednesday, September 19th. Spent hours with the police today, grilling me, and Kay was in the other room, yelling, crying. Felt like we were suspects and not there to tell our story. The Friday, September 14th entry where Kay says that we should have stayed at the house together. With both of us, we could afford to keep it up. I thought was kind of an interesting entry in the fact that, you know, okay, maybe thinking whimsically that it would be nice to be out there. It's pretty, the leaves are turning, and it's kind of that nice, good feeling. You know, it's like a little bit of a high again, but right. not remembering what's really going on. I mean, that's Vic's house. It's always going to be tied to Vic. He and could come at any moment. She hasn't been out there very long, and the time that she's been out there has been very... Like, she's been anxious all the time. Yeah, there's been a lot going on with the people coming and going and the cops and the mm-hmm. black car. So, anyway, it was just kind of an interesting entry, and that may come to play later on when we talk about some other things. It very well could be, yeah. Yeah. And then it says, I would not feel safe. I can imagine right now, everywhere Violet goes, whether she goes to work, at her apartment, Walking down the street to see something, she has no idea if Vic's going to show up or somebody else is going to show up. So she's walking on eggshells right now. Well, yeah. And then they go on the 19th and go to the police and get interrogated. For hours. Yeah. So the police have to make sure that they're not involved in this thing, both the ladies, because they were both associated with gangsters. Uh, What was that word for a gangster's woman? A mall. Yeah. They wanted to make sure they weren't malls. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a mall? No, I'm not a mall. Prove it. Yeah, so they grilling and yelling and crying and felt like we were suspects and not there to tell our story. But, you know, and that's how it is. When police don't know, they have to ask questions. And sometimes maybe there was good cop, bad cop in there. I wonder what detective Tell us what you know. We know you know more than you're saying. (laughs) Get out the hot lamp over the head. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be telling a lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thursday, September 20th. Went back to house. Police went for protection. No sign of anyone being there. Odd that Vic has not contacted me. He's been gone for three weeks. Very unusual for him. Maybe he is here and just watching. Friday, September 21st. Mr. C gave me a gift of a small handgun. He says it is a lady's gun for safety. I put it away in a drawer. I hate guns. And the thought I may need to use it, it horrifies me. Saturday, September 22nd. Air is crisp and trees are turning. It would be beautiful at the house. I do miss that house. If only it wasn't so far away. Lots of cars in town now, people out looking at the foliage. Monday, September 24th. Started back to work. Feels awkward. 
worked until two, home, long hot bath, red, and laundry. This feels normal. Wednesday, September 26th, worked until 1 p.m. Was good to see Mr. M still around, even with his head all banged up. Said he is tired of being a permanent patient. Ha <laughs> ha. So she's got police protection. She's going back to the house. And Mr. C gave her a gun. Now she's got guns instead of Vic. And it's just for me, she even mentions it. It's odd that Vic has not contacted her. I mean, she goes back to the house and there's no sign that he was there. Right. Why? I mean, what's happened to Vic? I mean, does he know, you know, since her police cars, it's hot. So as Johnny G says, it's hot. So I can't go back to the house. I can't contact Violet. Well, he knows he's being watched. So yeah, very suspicious of why Vic is not around. Yeah, pretty long time for him. Well, not only was that happening, she did make a nice entry on the 22nd about the air being crisp and the trees turning. The Northeast is known for foliage and seeing the beautiful colors and things like that. So I'll bet you that house did look pretty spectacular out there. Oh, I bet it was wonderful. Yeah. She said, I do miss that house. She got her job back. She did. And the return of Mr. M. Nothing's changed. And weren't you keeping score? <laughs> yes. This is his fourth appearance. So four times now, even after she wasn't working there, she still sees him. So again, think about this. How many times have you gone to the emergency room in your life? It's not very many. And this guy's been there four times. So it's one of those weird deals that she knows about. And mm-hmm. it does happen. Regulars. Mr. M needs to make a change. He does. He really does. Yeah. Maybe take some jujitsu lessons. <laughs> Well, that's the end of our entries for September. She doesn't write the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. And I know for reasons. I don't know the reasons, but there's always a reason that an author does not write. Yeah, I wonder what she could have been doing. Maybe working, trying to feel normal again, maybe feeling down, not wanting to write that kind of thing. Counting money? Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting because she made a comment that it'd be nice to have money of my own again. Right. By working. She's not really thinking not, about that money. Right. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. I mean, if she ever does. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Okay. There's September. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. As always, this has been so much fun for Jeff and I. And uh, hope you're having a good time listening to Diary Discoveries. See you next week. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can do that at diarydiscoveries at gmail.com. <laughs>